the intention was really to take those conversations that we were having in the store over the counter, but we wanted to take them deeper. Right. And we wanted to be able to actually give them skill, right? To begin to develop a sense of understanding of the craft of cooking. We also wanted them to actually begin to face to face, eye to eye, meet the people that were responsible for feeding them. So we would bring ranchers in and they would, you know, talk about their land management practices, their livestock care. And then we would cook together and then eat together as a community around one large table, basically build a relationship, right? And like magic happens around the dinner table. Something that seems to fall by the wayside when we're really busy is we don't always take time to cook something nourishing, something delicious, something that brings us together at the dinner table. And I realize I'm making a generalization here, but for me personally, when I make something delicious with good ingredients, I feel not only energized physically, but emotionally, almost as if in preparing, cooking, and eating my own creations, it has a spiritual effect, not only on me, but on the people who share that meal with me. Today's guest is the poster child for bringing communities together through food. Sam McGannum of the Byright family of businesses has devoted his life's passion to food, to good food, teaching people how to cook with food by creating a community around food. Hey, we all need food to live. Sam's approach to food is central to everything that matters in life. We'll get into that during our interview, coming right up on Tools for Nomads. I'm Tom Pollard. Tools for Nomads is brought to you by Top Drawer. We'd love to know where you're listening from today, so take a moment to let us know. We want to learn about you in this growing community of like-minded individuals. Sam McGannum is the second-generation owner of Byright Market in San Francisco and founder of the Byright Family of Businesses, which Forbes named one of the best small companies in the United States. He's the author of Byright Market's Eat Good Food, a grocer's guide to shopping, cooking, and creating community through food. Growing up, Sam spent years learning the restaurant business in various jobs, and at 23, yes, 23, he opened his own restaurant in San Francisco. Sam and his brother Rafi took over the family-owned Byright Market with a small staff of six. They revamped it, and it quickly became a destination for curated specialty foods. Now the Byright family of businesses includes Byright Creamery, 18 Reasons, the cooking school where they teach over 7,000 students the art of cooking each year for free, mind you, and they also have a farm. Their mission is creating community through food. Keywords to be on the lookout for today. Purpose, community, delicious, passion. Here's my conversation with Sam McGannum from his home in San Francisco, California. The idea of what buy right stands for, you know, the, the core values and the mission. And it's very inspiring because in today's world, I think what people are doing, it, you know, at least it appears this way that people are in business to make money. Mm-hmm. And yes, you need to stay in business and you do that by making money, but it's not about making money. You have a, a different purpose 
in what you're doing at Byright. And if I could just have you hit upon that a little bit and explain that those passions and values that you have. Yeah, totally. And I, I mean, I, I, and I agree with you. I mean, I think, I think um, businesses who have a purpose, have a, have a, a have a, a, a magnetism to them that, that compel like-minded, you know, or curious people to gravitate towards them. And I think what makes Byright special is that we're really focused on our mission of creating community through food. And in the simplest way that I can, I can explain what that means is that we're into building relationships with people, real people, you know, we're into building relationships with the people that we employ, really getting to know them and, and, underst- and understanding what passions that they have and creating space for them to express those passions. We're really interested in getting to know the people that grow, make, raise the food that we um, that we sell and um, really interested in getting to know our guests, the people who come in, who support our businesses um, who um, want to be fed by us, right? At the end of the day, we're building um, a, a, a very intimate relationship with each of these stakeholders. We're you know, given this uh, uh, tremendous responsibility of curating and selecting food that is gonna, being put into somebody else's body that's going to nourish them. And it's, and it's a powerful relationship and we take it seriously. And I, whether people recognize it or not, they feel it, and then eventually they want more of it. And 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 our our hope is that once they've felt the that magic of being fed in with intentionality, with with care, with love, you know, our first core value is to lead with love. Um, that that they then begin to demand that of others, and our hope is that as they um, demand greater responsibility, intentionality from others that um, we um, see change happen in our in our in our world, right? You know, greater responsibility to the planet, um, a greater responsibility to our communities, and um, um, a, a, a sense of collective um, ownership of of you know where we where we live and engage with. Mm. That's that's beautiful, Sam. So I had a conversation with a gentleman who is the manager of one of our stores out on, in the West, on, in Valencia. Mm. And um, he said that when he was looking for a place to live, he didn't really care where he lived. He just wanted to be darn sure it was in walking distance of a buy right. And, um, and I said, why? So tell me why. And he went on to tell me about the community and the sense of belonging and purpose. And right in when you were talking, you didn't even say customer about the people who walk in the door. You said the word guests. Mm-hmm. That means we're all one. And um, so mm-hmm. what is that atmosphere that you're creating for these people that would make a guy say, I want to be within walking distance of a buy right? I mean, maybe, maybe first and foremost, it's it's delicious, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I don't know anybody in the world who doesn't want delicious, you know. I mean, we all deserve delicious in our lives, and 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 so I think it, I think it, it starts there. Um, uh, it's also it's also sensual and se- sensory um, provoking. I mean, it you, you know, it looks it looks beautiful. It um, smells vibrant um there's energy um you know there there's 
staff that are knowledgeable about what they're selling and excited about the food that they're selling um, and wanting to share their passion and their excitement with those that walk in. And in, 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 in this current world that we're in and in this world that's been evolving over the last few decades, we're, we're getting further and further away from that, um, that personal uh, sharing of information, right? That, that sharing of excitement and enthusiasm with each other on a very spontaneous way. I mean, it's like it's happening and, you know, somebody can walk into the store, be in the produce department, you know, connect with somebody who's like, you know, stocking, you know, the the fruit and without even being asked a question, say, hey, have you tried this? And then they'll they'll peel a a pixie tangerine or, or or cut a peach or whatever and let let the guest taste it. Or, you know, if the guest is asking, you know, which of the peaches is better you know, the staff member will go and cut four different peaches and let the oh. guests taste four different peaches so they can decide which piece that which peach they like best, right? And, and that doesn't happen that often. And that, that might be one engagement. And then they might be standing at the cheese counter and somebody's going to give them a taste of cheese or, or go to the prepared foods counter and get a taste of one of our latkes. I mean, it's just like... Mm. You know, our, our, our souls, you know, my, our staff, you know, the, our, our team, we're fed by feeding people, you know, it feeds us. And I think that, 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 that energy, um, it's hard not to want to be around it, you know, because we're losing opportunities to have that um, as a part of our day-to-day lives every day as, as things become more anonymous and more technologically based um, mm-hmm. or artificially intelligence based you know, it's, yeah. it's, there's something magical about just that human to human connection in my um, mind, you know, I mean, I just like, that's just, yeah. that's what makes, that's what makes me tick. I know for others, you know, they'd rather not, they'd rather just get on their app and place an order or do whatever, but I don't know. Yeah. There's something, there's something special. Agreed. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to envision a world where we lose that. Yeah. Sam, you also talk a lot about it's the people who are working in your store, um, that you all and we all do as people who really care about the work that we do, that that idea of right livelihood, that we're doing something that is we're fostering a future for our next generation, if you will. And so I heard you say these words that we have a responsibility to learn as much as we possibly can and then educate those around us. And I would imagine that would start with the people who are working in your stores And then that filters down to your guests because we have a, you know, the the planet, it's not doing too well. And more and more people need to be out there about it instead of saying, wow, the social media is so negative and so toxic. I'm going to just turn it off and not engage. We've got to get on our feet. We have an opportunity here to speak. And so you talk about that passion and say, you don't care what their passion is. I mean, just as long as they have a passion, bring yeah. it to the work. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's important. I mean, I, I recognize the passion in you too, you know, and you, I mean, I, I see, I see a, maybe a bass behind you, you know, I suspect that you, you're passionate about music. Yeah. And, and, Very and, much. and, you know, that's one of the passions that like helps you be, be expressive about the passions that you have and other, and other aspects of how we you know, how humans engage, you know, and I like, I look for the same thing. I love, we love musicians. We love artists. We love people who, who, are, who are really focused and committed to something, you know, and are excited about talking about it because once they learn to talk about something else, 
um, once they learn about something else, they can be excited about talking about that too, you know, and food, food's just part of our day to day, you know, and when we taste something it just blows our fucking mind, you know, <laughs> how can we not want, how can we not like, you know, get up there and shout out like, Hey, and this was grown in a way <laughs> like actually regenerating the soil, right. <laughs> That's like not impacting the, um, the, 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 wildlife that's surrounding the, the the fields you know and 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 so it's like a you know you you, you start with something that's delicious and then you you then you, you roll in with the, the the environmental impact or the social impact or all of it you know and we can when we can hit all of those points which is what we really try to look for you know because it's not just about the environmental impact we also have to be really concerned about the social impact you know are the are the workers that are working in the fields being treated treated well or are they in a, you know or in an abusive environment are they being exposed to chemicals and, mm-hmm. and you know also struggling with their own health and we can't we can't just ignore what's happening you know outside of our walls you know we've got to we've got to just understand that every decision that we make has an impact on a wide array of of, of um, members of our community and we have to recognize that they are members of our community whether we see them know them or not they are members of our community you're listening to my april 2023 interview with sam mcganum from his home in san francisco california tools for nomads is brought to you by top drawer Top Drawer makes durable, sustainable tools for creatives like you who work to make the world better. Tools for travel, for writing, accessories for everyday carry. Top Drawer designed and makes the greatest travel bag I've ever owned. It goes everywhere with me. From pens to Japanese house shoes to journals, amazing photo albums, finely crafted paper, bags, eyewear, handkerchiefs, lighters, keychains. Check them out at topdrawershop.com or visit one of their dozen-plus meticulously outfitted shops in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Boston, Berkeley, Chicago, New York, and Tokyo. topdrawershop.com If you stop into one of the stores, please tell them that you listen to the podcast. Now back to my conversation with Sam Magano. Sam, the... Thing that we've been talking and ruminating about a lot is that idea of lost skills as mm-hmm. we move into this modern age. Mm-hmm. And, and not to say that that being able to communicate on a phone or, or change the time of a meeting or something, but that idea that we're we're losing touch with with skills that were important that we had to have a hundred years ago. And so in at Byright, in, in your community, you're teaching people how to cook, you know, like some people, they don't even know how to, how to cook spaghetti, right? So you're giving people the tools and the knowledge and empowering them. So could you just tell me a little bit about this, the cooking school that is just such a brilliant and beautiful idea? Yeah, when we started 18 Reasons, and we're celebrating our 15th anniversary this year, um, wow. um, the um, the intention was really to take um, those conversations that we were having in the store, over the counter, talking to people about, you know, how to cook pasta or, you know, how to make a bolognese sauce or whatever, whatever it was, right? I mean, and, and, to, and those opportunities that we had to talk about... Um, 
our farmer um, or our rancher mm -hmm. and to um, uh, and those conversations, you know, would be a minute, two minutes, maybe five minutes, right? Depending on how long somebody wanted to engage in the conversation or how long in, we could hold their interest. Um, but we wanted to take them deeper, right? And we wanted to, to we wanted um, to be able to actually give them skill, right? To begin to develop a sense of understanding of the craft of cooking. We also wanted them to actually begin to face to face, eye to eye, meet the people that were responsible for feeding them. So. Um, we would bring ranchers in and they would, you know, talk about their, 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 their land management practices, their livestock care. Um, and, and, and then we would cook together and then eat together as a community around one large table and basically build a relationship. Right. And like there's ma magic happens around the dinner table. Um, and so that's how, that's how it started. So, you know, we, we, we would, we would have these, you know, combination of lecture cooking kind of experiences. Then we started doing actual, just basic cooking experiences. Still the most popular class that we teach is basic knife skills. Every time we, 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 we put the basic knife skills class out, we teach it three, usually three, four times a month. Mm -hmm. Um, it's one of the first classes that sells out because people want to develop the skill set, right? And the magic of that class as well is that all the students are like learning how to cut cut vegetables, the, the different cuts. They're learning how to like cut up a um, cut up a chicken, and then and then they cook together, and then they eat all the food that they prepped together as a family around the table, right? And they're strangers who didn't even know each other, and a relationship is built at that point, you know, and they're getting to meet their neighbors, and so. There's just so much more that happens when those opportunities are created than just learning a craft. And I think learning a skill, I think, is really critical. I think um, people definitely feel um, capable and empowered. I love that you use that word because that's that that is you know our our mission is to empower our community with the knowledge and and and, and creativity they need in order to be able to take care of themselves and to be more engaged in 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 the world. It just, it just builds their confidence and it makes for a health. I think it just makes for a health, a healthier society. Sam, I have just a couple more minutes with you. So, you know, not even about running a business or, or creating community. You obviously love what you do. You, you just, you're just, there's a glow around you. Like, Thanks, like, you wake up early. I don't know if you go to bed early so you can wake up with the sunshine, but there are probably not enough hours in the day to reach people. I've I saw people bumping in during the interview that you did with Doc, like a guy hugging you and whispering <laughs> something funny in your ear. And then you walked into the cooking school and people going, oh, you, it's good. You're doing what you were put on this planet to do, it seems. I, 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 I feel that. I feel like I feel I feel really lucky, Doc, um, to be able to do that, Tom. You know, it's it's um, yeah. It, I don't know. I've I've been I've been given lots of opportunity to make choices in my life, and I've 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 chosen to pursue what makes me happy, and mm. and um, I I feel like it's a privilege to have been able to do that, and I don't take it for granted, um, and um, know that that others have not been able, you know, to 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 do that for whatever their circumstances are, and so it's something that I I I have a great deep appreciation for. If I could just ask you one last question. So imagining that somebody might be listening or watching this, not really sure what the career path is or what they're on this planet to do, finding their calling, opening their arms to the universe and saying, 
arrive, I'm ready. Um, what, any advice or thoughts for those people, any age either? I don't know. I, I'm right now, you know, with just how, how rapidly technology is advancing, especially artificial intelligence. Um, I think, I think the most important thing is that um, we believe in each other, that we believe in humanity, that we um, pursue deeper relationships yeah. with each other and not rely on, um, on technology to bring us together, not rely on technology for all the information that we have access to, but to um, um, leverage storytelling, to leverage ge you know, generational storytelling. I think there's just so much to learn from um, you know generations that are older and and, and generations that are younger. You know, I, I spend as much time being curious with young people as I do with older people because they see the world in very different ways. And, and, and it just helps me see the world in a way that I can um, uh, be a, a better participant in it. And, mm -hmm. and, and I, I, I just encourage, I'd like to encourage more people <laughs> to be intentional about how they can be better participants in mm -hmm. the world, you know, in relation to each other. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for your time and and for what you do. I, I cannot wait to step foot inside one of your stores and maybe go see your farm someday and observe its beauty and maybe document it a little bit more as well. Right on time. At the heart of the Byright family of businesses is the McGannum family's legacy of sharing and teaching others about food. It permeates throughout all the businesses and is equally felt by the producers, guests, and neighbors that comprise the Byright community. You too can be part of the Byright community simply by visiting them in person at one of their San Francisco locations or online at byrightmarket.com. That's B-I-R-I-T-E market.com. Thanks for visiting Tools for Nomads, an intimate look into the lives and habits of passionate and creatively prolific people like Sam McGannum. Wherever you're listening or watching, I hope you'll subscribe, like, and comment, and tell us where you're from. We'd love to know. Tools for Nomads is brought to you by Top Drawer. At Top Drawer, life is about loving and living intentionally where the things we carry matter to us. They impact our productivity, our well-being, and even our identity. Top Drawer combines the quality of craftsmanship of our grandparents' generation with the drive for independence, function, and stylish sustainability. It results in a collection of tools that help you do your best work wherever you may be. Visit topdrawershop.com or stop into one of their dozen-plus meticulously outfitted shops in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Boston, Berkeley, Chicago, New York, and Tokyo. topdrawershop.com Thanks for visiting. I'm Tom Pollard. We'll see you next time on Tools for Nomads.